Good afternoon to you. Good, good Dr. Noel. Good afternoon, Jonathan. Um, we lots to talk about. Now, um, a lot of people, uh, and, and I suppose it's inevitable that the bank, bankers are, are, are mm. not very popular, but AIB decided yesterday was the day to announce their new charges. Now, I'm sure you'd be very cynical to think that they did it under the cover of the Anglo story in the hope that people wouldn't notice. But yeah. what have they done? Well, you know, there used to be a time when you'd, you'd mix up AIB, AIB Bank with Anglo-Irish Bank because they're the same initials. Um, and uh, I think those guys on the on the tapes, by the way, didn't realise the enormity of, uh, they were completely oblivious to the enormity of, of uh, what was going on at the time. But anyway, uh, AIB have, like the rest of the banks in, in the last, last week, for instance, Bank of Ireland increased their, their kind of maintenance charges and a few other things like checkbook fees. Uh, also Bank, the two weeks before that. So what they've done is they've uh, they've gone up in ATM costs, for instance, from 75% to, uh, for, for consumers now, going up from, uh, you know, 20 cents per ATM transaction to 35 cents, Jonathan. So every time you stick the yeah. card into the machine, you're going to be charged 35 cents. Well, cent. if, now, if you're a business, it's gone from 15 cents up to 35. That's 133% of an increase. Oh yeah, but look, come here. Not many business people will be taking cash mm. out of the hole in the wall. But for the average punter who needs yes. to get their hands on cash... It's gone up that yeah, 75%, is, yeah. Very cheeky. Well, Very I, I, cheeky. I personally think, uh, and this is the, the, you know the, my reading of it, is if you go into a, even an AIB bank, it looks like a self-service restaurant, you know, or a self-service supermarket. And what they're trying to do is minimise um, staff kind of contact. And in fact, there's even a charge, Jonathan, uh, if you want a, a member of bank staff to help you carry out a transaction, uh, the charge will jump from thirty cents to thirty-nine cents from the thirty-first of August. Now, the, the hang point. On, of, hang on, hang on, just, hang on, hang yeah. on before. Before you go on, they, they do realise that, uh, you know, much and all as we are poor little underlings that they don't care about, we are still customers. Well, the, and, and the idea is, and that's what, what intrigues me, is that they're trying to minimise the interaction between staff, because staff is their biggest cost. By, by far, it's their biggest cost. So I would have thought ATM charges, that would be the last thing I would have put up, because I want uh, to promote and encourage people to use ATMs and use non-people, basically. So yeah, but is, is, it, is it not the low-cost yeah. airfares way of bringing cash in? Start charging them everywhere um, for well, small things, and then all of a sudden you're making a lot of money. Well, I think... I I think there's, there's a comment being made uh, by uh, one of the, uh, the director of products, uh, Fergus Murphy, that he says that uh, the bank are just covering costs on the services it provides. It's not just doing that. They still, as I said before, they have to make profit. And the profit then goes uh, to increasing the value of the bank. And then with the result, they, they can reprivatize, pay back Jonathan, the taxpayer, and move on. Okay, the thing is, where I wanted to ask you, how do you avoid these charges? Because if AIB have done it, isn't well, in fairness, TSB, oh, if you switch to permanent TSB, you, 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 there's no fees banking at the moment. Well, isn't there? there there is to you know over certain levels, but there's always you know on post have their bill pay and their mybills.ie. The, the credit unions they have a very good service as well that, that you can avail of. So there are ways, but in fairness to, to AIB as well, forty percent of the personal customers won't be affected, Jonathan, by this, and uh, those who maintain a balance of two and a half grand in their account, they won't uh, incur yeah, these uh, maintenance we've fees. Had, we've had this and, who the hell maintains <laughs> a balance of two and a half thousand euro in their current account. Okay, and don't forget Jonathan, students and over 60s uh, get free banking.
So there's, as I say, 60% are... <laughs> I am neither. <laughs> you're neither. Yep, absolutely. But your children will be in, in, yeah. in time. <laughs> okay, I have to say that that didn't help the blood pressure, which was already fairly high after the Anglo thing. Uh, let's get to some of the questions that yep. have come in. And uh, we have, again, a copy of John Lowe's Finance Annual uh, for one question uh, that we'll pick out at the end. Um, first question, James asks, what's the money doctor's preferred choice of online money calculator, one with each bank or any of the independent ones? Well, James, thank you very much for this question because you, you nearly swear it was set up. I actually personally believe uh, there's, there's a mortgage calculator on my uh, website moneydoctor.ie and it was actually designed by an aircom engineer, Jonathan uh, Carl Jekyll. It's a fantastic thing that will, will give you all the uh, the rates in three three digits. It'll give you the terms, the whole lot and it's very easy on the eye. Um, okay. That's personal. So moneydoctor.ie is yeah, the website for that one, James. Mike says, um, I've, been left lumps, uh, I've been left with a lump sum of 15k. Um, where should I put it as a rainy day fund? Okay, this is the same old story, Jonathan. Age, status, family, current commitments, rainy day fund investments. It's all about that. But if I could visualize for the, the, the listeners, you know, between the boxes that are cash and the boxes then that are alternative investments, which would include, by the way, property, uh, stock market, art, uh, you know, that kind of rock and roll memorabilia. I think we mentioned that before. But if you want to move from the cash boxes, the safety of those cash boxes, um, and, and, you know, the rates are very poor, into the uh, lower part, which is the alternative investments, you're really talking about a change in your risk profile. So if you want growth, you have to accept risk. And obviously, even in things like stock markets, say managed funds, for instance, the greater exposure to equities you have is the greater risk you take, but the possibility that you might get a greater return. Um, what I would suggest is that you look at all your details, all your situation, and like in this case, for instance, I could easily say 15,000, it's a small amount, relatively small amount of money. Uh, it might be a demand account, best demand account, KBC, it. 2.6%, um, 2.25 Rabo Direct. They're the kind of rates for on demand, money in today, out today. Uh, you then go into the fixed rates. If you want to put it into, say, you know, three, five-year terms, then the state savings are quite easily the best return in terms of, of, of actual deposit rates. But then, as I said, if you want something greater than those kind of rates, and they're not great, because don't forget you're, you're, you're talking about uh, having to pay their tax on, the, you know, the likes of the KBC and any of the deposit takers, but State savings, of course, are, are tax-free. But if you want to move out of that, then you're moving, say, into the, the, the murky world, the more um, kind of area of, of risk that uh, will be associated with, say, stock market and even property. Property is still a good bet now at this stage, Jonathan, with it moving down, what, 70% in the last five yeah. years? Yeah, and you can get decent returns from it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure how risky Mike wants it to be but look the more important question is when he wants to get access to it again so if it's three to five years go with the state bonds state, state savings if, if it's be, longer than yeah. that you know you might consider investing it elsewhere um, OK Michael in Dublin says can I ask the money doctor about third level grants please my eldest daughter is hoping to go to college the student registration fee €2,750 it is an awful lot of money yeah. um, Michael says we won't get a grant because I'm over the threshold however they don't take into account your outgoing such um, I suppose as many of your outgoings would be uh, mm. the credit union told him to stay away until his loan comes down um, any solution so well, he can't you know, go to the credit union for this he's not getting a grant on it so yeah. what does he do? The, 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 the sad part is in this case grants are means tested Johnson and if, if you don't qualify you just don't qualify uh, you know I, I keep remembering that, uh, that old American student one liners you know I worked my way through college you know this is something that is now kind of lost on, on our students of today that they expect uh, you know mum and dad to come up with the red 
cities and send them wherever they want, uh, either you know abroad uh, or if they're living in a rural area to, up to Dublin or Cork or or uh, to, to Belfast. Um, so I, I don't know. Some of the banks here offer loan facilities for students to pay their registration fees. And the the, the sad news, by the way, Jonathan, is that two thousand seven hundred and fifty is going up to three thousand next year. Um, so it, it is tough, especially for parents. And if you haven't got it, you you have to enlist your child support too. Um, NCA, by the way, .ie, the National Consumer Association, they do a good comparison for student loans. And there's a student uh, loan .ie. Uh, you could have a look at that website as well. Um, as I say, Michael, it's not easy. And, uh, you know, the fact is you don't qualify. But I, I would say that, um, you know, waiting until your credit union loan comes down, what well, might make sense because it's one less commi- commitment if that loan does come down. OK, well, I think he's, he's looking for a credit union loan. They, won't, they don't want to entertain him oh, until the loan comes down. Sorry, in which... Yeah, 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 sorry. yeah. He has a loan already, silly. Johnson, and yeah. Uh, one more quick one that always fascinates me with different employers. It's from Fergal. Do I have any rights to ask or demand I'm paid a fortnightly as opposed to once a month? Had it in my previous employment, it worked better, I think. It's all about how people structure their wages. Absolutely, uh, some people yeah, get well, paid monthly, fortnightly, <laughs> weekly. Well, fortnightly means you're being paid 26 times, whereas monthly you're being paid 12. So it's more regular. You have use of the money two weeks earlier as well. But it depends on your preferences. The first thing I would do, Fergal, is I wouldn't be demanding anything. Uh, if you really, really want, I'd respectfully ask. And uh, <laughs> like, you know, I, I use the word like I think at the end. Uh, but uh, thanks, Fergal. I, as I say, I, I would say that, um, you know, there's some of the logistics are just uh, not able to actually allow uh, fortnightly payment. It depends on the, on the payroll and the system and the software. It depends on the system they've set up. So have, a- yeah. ask nicely, you might get it, but yes. don't hold out too much hope. Yes, exactly. All right. OK. We have to pick out the star question that wins the book. I think we go with Michael, um, who, who yep. has a question about the okay. third level grant. I'll, so I'll, Michael, leave, I'll even sign it, Jonathan. <laughs> OK, very good. You'll uh, get that copy of uh, John's Finance Annual our podcast goes up at the end of the programme every single Tuesday if you want to listen back to it. John Lowe, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, Johnson.